what a day, what a day. Welcome to the JT The Brick Show. You know, when you put the silver and black uniform on, you get such a surge of energy. It's time for the JT The Brick Show. And a lot of football players around the country that want to wear that silver and black. JT The Brick. When you talk about the Raiders, everyone knows you talk about the Raiders. On Raider Nation Radio 920 AM, here's your host, JT The Brick. Welcome back. Hour number two of the show, JT, brought to you by Salmon Ash, SalmonAshLaw.com, because you deserve what's right. You have any issue with a car accident, any accident on the road, pedestrian injury, bike accident, motorcycle accident, you need to focus on your recovery from the injury. Let the pros deal with everything else. Go to SalmonAshLaw.com or give them a call at 702-820-1234. Shocking news that... Rodney Hudson, the Pro Bowl center, was released uh, right before this show started today, around 11.30 a.m. The news broke, and we're still waiting on more of why this happened. Vinny Bonsignor just tweeted out, and he's coming up before, that Kyle Long will take additional free uh, free agent visits before making a decision. The Raiders are in the mix. So Kyle Long, the three-time Pro Bowler, Howie Long's son, uh, worked out today for the Raiders, was in Vegas yesterday, worked out today. He is leaving the building to make more free agent visits, but the Raiders are in the mix. Vinny also reports that Rodney Hudson's dead, dead cap number is $15 million, which means the Raiders will lose $2 million in projected cap space. Why lose that money additionally and not trade Rodney and lose Rodney as Rodney walks? Was there something happening within Rodney and the organization? Don't know. If it's the case, we will find out. But Rodney Hudson being released, Gabe Jackson reportedly being released, Trent Brown traded to the Patriots, Richie Incognito released, and Colt Miller is still with the Raiders, the former first-round pick. You would hope there's a reason for this, but you can't get it just yet. And the Raiders, I thought, did a brilliant job signing Yannick Ngakwe to a deal which I think made sense for the Raiders. And Ngakwe gets two years, $26 million guaranteed. And you remember, he left Jacksonville because he wanted $19 million, $19 million back then on a three-year deal. And that deal with Jacksonville started Yannick Ngakwe on the move. And he ends up, if you go from Jacksonville, Minnesota to Baltimore, and now he ends up here, and you know, I think Yannick Ngakwe is the player I've been telling you about more than anybody. We got that one right, and we'll see. I'm eating a lot of dirt today because I was excited about Kyle Long playing alongside Rodney Hudson. Kyle Long might not be signed. He's outside the building now, and Rodney Hudson is gone. So some you get right, some you get wrong. That's the danger of live tweeting. As my wife said, don't tweet. Don't tweet. Well, I woke up today. I was excited. I, go, I prepped this show. We just had Danny Manning on. We have someone from BetMGM up here in a half hour, a gentleman who's going to talk about odds for the tournament. This is my March Madness window, an NFL free agency. No one thought that Rodney Hudson would be gone. Ian Rappaport was an absolute shock. I was watching live on NFL Network when he broke the story, and he couldn't believe it. So there are players available. There are plenty of uh, players available. But the shocking news today is that Rodney Hudson is gone. And what will that mean for the Raiders going forward? Uh, They have a center. Vic Tafer put this out quick, and I knew this to be accurate from being on the phone today. The Raiders are very comfortable 
very comfortable with the backup that they have. And they believe, and the Raiders are very comfortable with Andre James stepping in. They love their backup center. And a lot of times centers in this league are backup centers. And then they take over for the center that gets hurt, traded, leaves for free agency, and that center steps into the system and does a good job. And you got to hope at that point in time. I'm not saying it's going to work. Believe me, I'm a Rodney Hudson guy. Last thing I'm going to tell you is that Andre James is going to come in and jump on in and tell me that he's going to be better than Rodney Hudson. But if he's good, very good and serviceable, that'll be interesting. You know, there's no similarity here, but I was hosting the pregame at the Super Bowl. Super Bowl when Barrett Robbins didn't show up and he went AWOL the night before. I don't think I'll ever deal with a more chaotic broadcasting moment in my career when I broke that story the morning of the Super Bowl live on the air in San Diego and I went to commercial break and I got a tap on my shoulder, true story, in the press box, in the, in the broadcast booth and it was Al Michaels on the broadcast booth saying, we just heard you broke the story and I said, yes, we just broke it on the flagship and Barrett Robbins won't play in the Super Bowl. And the Super Bowl cratered right after that. Cratered. Fell apart right after that. And that was a totally different scenario. Rodney Hudson, something happened with Rodney Hudson inside the building where the, he wanted out. The Raiders looked at the cap hit. And the Raiders, with all that dead money and the fact that they did not trade Rodney, which they could have traded Rodney. How, how could you not trade Rodney Hudson? I mean, there would have been plenty of takers for Rodney Hudson. And they weren't able to do it. So it feels like a catastrophic event just happened. It feels that way until we get more clarity on this and we find out exactly what the mindset was behind Rodney and his agent or what the philosophy was behind John Gruden, Mike Mayock, Mark Davis being brought into the situation because no one wants to lose Rodney Hudson. Rodney Hudson's a hell of a player. So that's where we stand. If you're just hearing about this now and you want to react to it, We want to talk about that going forward because today I was pretty excited coming on the radio today with Yannick Ngakwe. I thought we were going to do two hours on Ngakwe coming off the edge and being that player along with Mad Max Crosby and what we're going to see from Cleveland Farrell. I like that. And I was assuming that they were going to get Kyle Long done because Kyle Long spent the night here in Vegas, worked out today, and he's going, you know, his workout's done and the Raiders are in the mix on that. I don't know why he's leaving without a deal. But, you know, the Raiders are looking at their money situation now. This is a obvious example of what John Gruden's vision was coming in, bringing in his own guys, bringing in the guys that he wanted to bring in, then structuring those contracts well, and then trying to go take big shots, tried to take big shots with Antonio Brown. That flamed out. That was Antonio Brown's fault. Trent Brown, big move, bold move. Great player, they thought, he flamed out. And now you look at Nelson Aguilar. Great move. Gruden got his ability up to that level. They didn't want to pay the price. Aguilar's out. And then you look at Rodney, and Rodney was Gruden's best player, arguably. I think he's the best player on the team. And for a cap casualty or for some other reasons that we're trying to figure out, he's gone. So I still think the Raiders have several very good players. I think their offense, I still think their offense is going to be very good. I won't sit here today and say elite. It was a top-10 offense that doesn't have Trent Brown and Rodney Hudson. But Hudson was great and available. Trent Brown was never available. Incognito wasn't available. 
So they're going to be able to get players to plug and play. Hey, Raider Nation, don't worry. There'll be guys suited up at training camp to play center and guard. It's just a question, can you get really good players to fill in, and are you comfortable with the guys who are going to step up and play at that level? So there is a lot of talk right now about what the Raiders are doing. What are they doing inside the building? Shaquille Griffin has left Seattle. He'll go to Jacksonville, which is a big deal. And the Saints are among the teams also interested, we find out, according to Tom Paracello uh, uh, with Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman now is the lead-on-the-radar Saints player now, as that is breaking. Also, Patrick Peterson is a name. There's supposedly three teams he preferred to sign with. Two have been playoff teams in the last two seasons. And possibly that doesn't mean he wants to sign with the Raiders. So we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, more from Ian Rappaport as we have Ian Rappaport sound from earlier today from NFL Network. No, they're dipping their toes in big time. What's the opposite of dipping their toes in? Jumping in, plunging right. cannonball, in, splashing. Sure. Anyway. Yeah. Sure, Cannonball. That's what Urban Meyer and the Jacksonville Jaguars are doing. They are signing Shaquille Griffin, formerly of the Seattle Seahawks, to a three-year deal worth $40 million. Has a max value of $44.5 million, a little more than half of that guaranteed. And, you know, this was a, a situation where I think Seattle made a strong push to keep him. We told you last hour they were in really good position. The Jaguars, when they needed to, emerged here, stepped up, and, and made it happen. Shaquille Griffin lands in Jacksonville as the Jags have so much cap space and are putting it to some very good use early on, especially on the defensive side. So we have more sound on what the Patriots are doing. The Patriots are very active, very active in free agency. Two tight ends, two wide receivers. Two tight ends, two wide receivers brought in on this team in a corner. So they have a completely new team. And they re-signed Cam Newton, which I thought was a mistake. I thought that the Patriots were really interested in Marcus Mariota. And I also think the Patriots are very interested in Jimmy Garoppolo, where Jimmy Garoppolo could still be in play, considering what the 49ers want to do. So there's a lot on the plate today. The breaking news, Rodney Hudson no longer a Raider. A lot of Raider fans love Rodney. I think you could do one of two things. You're either really pissed off about this and or you want to thank Rodney for his services. You want to thank Rodney for his years with the Raiders, which would also work out. 702-365-9200, as we should have more people talking about these Raider moves. Zay in L.A. on Raider Nation Radio. Hello, Zay. JT, what's going on? How are you? Good, and yourself? I'm, I've been better. I'm good. I, you know, <laughs> I'm not the coach. I'm not the owner. I'm just, uh, I'm just trying to navigate the show for another 50 minutes. What's on your mind? Uh, I just want to talk about this whole Rodney Hudson thing going on. Um, you know, our starting online line wasn't really, uh, wasn't really the problem, you know, during this offseason. It was mainly our, our defense and our secondary. Um, you know, but just, you know, today and, and over the free agency, it looks like the Raiders, you know, they want to rebuild the offensive line as well, which, in my opinion, if it's not broken, don't fix it. So um, I still believe in Gruden and Mayock, but uh, I'm very, uh, you know, question marks are in the air now. And, uh, mm -hmm. Like you said, you know, uh, there's there's still a lot of good players to get in free agency. We're only on day two, um, yeah. But as as me and you sit here, you know, we just kind of question and, and and wonder what's really going on uh, behind closed doors. And another thing, how you said about you know uh, Kyle Long, uh, he's he's with other visits, you know, he's with other teams. So it just kind of makes you wonder if you know what what are they really doing behind the scenes? 
Well, they're working their ass off behind the scenes trying to win a championship. That's, appreciate the call. Nothing's changed. You don't have to like these moves. You don't have to like these moves. But I don't know why people question what they're trying to do. You can question the move and say, I think the move is ridiculous. I don't like the move. But all John Gruden wants to do, Mark Davis and Mike Mayock and everybody else, is win. They're trying to navigate the cap, navigate the money, retain players or lose players because of money they can't afford, try to build around what they have and make the team better. I mean, this was a 10-win team in my mind last year that should have been in the playoffs and played some really big games, started off 2-0, beat the likes of Drew Brees, beat Kansas City in Kansas City. They did some really good things. They had a great player, unbelievable player, in Darren Waller, broke Tim Brown's reception record. Aguilar had a big year. Carr had a big year. A lot of positives, a lot of positives during COVID, during a mass pandemic with no fans as they moved the organization. I'm aware of all this. Sometimes people lose track of all that. They just want to look at every game, every win, every heartbreak, every player who they lost and who they're bringing in, which is fair. You you can do whatever you want. There are no rules on this show. But I've never questioned the fact that they want to win and they're trying to make this team better. And some of the moves that they made are very questionable, and they have come back to haunt them. And it's not because they're not trying to get better. You swing and miss, you foul a ball off, you pop up to shortstop, you hit a home run. There's been a couple of pop-ups to the catcher. There's been a couple of players that the intention was to bring them in, and they'd be impact players who could be great for years to come. And some of it hasn't worked out. And Rodney Hudson was one of the players you never had to worry about. He's a great player. And because of financial reasons with the organization and or Rodney, and or Rodney, I always remind people because I was very privy to the information on the air and off the air about Khalil Mack. Khalil was a bit of a friend. We didn't get into the deal, but Joel Siegel wanted to keep Khalil Mack out from the Raiders, and Joel Siegel, the agent, wanted Khalil Mack to have an opportunity to make more money before his contract was up and wanted Khalil to get more money and positioned him to not go to camp, not to go see John Gruden, not to be with the Raiders, to work it out and put the Raiders in a very difficult spot where Gruden had a five-win team taken over and said, I need more players than dealing with this. And they let Khalil Mack go. I didn't support that at the time. I'm a big Khalil guy. And I don't support this move with Rodney. Because you can question this move because Rodney should have been traded. There should have been some value back in return. Financially, there shouldn't have been that big of a dead cap hit. There's been a lot of mistakes here with Rodney Hudson, unless there's more to the story, and Rodney wanted out. And Rodney wanted out, and his agent really played hardball with the Raiders, and they were put in an uncomfortable situation. Paul Gutierrez tweets out, How does this grab you, Raider Nation? Left tackle Miller, left guard Cotton, Center, James, right guard, Simpson, right tackle, Parker. Well, that's where the Raiders stand now in the depth chart. I would assume they're going to upgrade and they're in the market for multiple players on the offensive line. 702-365-9200 if you want to comment on Rodney Hudson or Yannick Ngakwe, who I think was the best edge rusher available. One of the top, my personal favorite, and the Raiders got him. Salty in Fresno. You're on deck ahead. JT, you know, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt until the first press conference, week three, week four, when I hear John Gruden get on 
after the game on a Zoom call and say, you know, we just need more pass or pass protection for Derek Carr, just like what you were saying with Khalil for the past couple of years. We've been hearing him say, man, we just got to get a pass rush. We just got to get a pass rush. Hmm. So I'm, you know, I'm just going to sit back here, you know, my 20 years of following this team um, as a young kid, and just hope that they have a backup plan. I think interior line is easier to replace than outside. But you know, again, I just I, I'm. I'm really praying I don't hear week four, week five. Man, we just got to protect Derek better. That would be a, that would be a shame after hearing this. Mm-hmm. Big fan of Hudson. I'll let you go with that. Yeah, again, I, I think Derek needs protection, and these guys are going to protect Derek. But you're not going to have better protection than Rodney Hudson. Pro Football Focus has all his numbers. How great of a player he was. This is not a this is not a negative show. If if you've been listening to me for ten minutes or ten years. Or 20 years, you know where I stand. There are there are moves, you know, the position I'm put in. I mean, I tweeted out earlier today, and I'm getting killed. I'm getting destroyed on Twitter. If there was Twitter jail, I'd be in Twitter jail for 24 hours, and then they might let me out on a work release. Because I tweeted out earlier today, Kyle Long would look great next to Rodney Hudson. You know, now I've got, I'm dealing with a bunch of clowns telling me, yeah, if Rodney was here. Or that's a freezing cold take. It is freezing cold. If I wasn't a sports broadcaster, I wouldn't tweet. You know, if I didn't do this for a living, I wouldn't tweet. If I didn't have to tweet out my show rundown, I wouldn't tweet it out. I could give a crap. And when you live tweet, it's dangerous. I put my fingers up against the Rodney Hudson. I, I didn't have to include Rodney Hudson in my tweet this morning. Literally, my wife is laughing at me. I didn't have to get up this morning in bed and tweet, you know, Kyle Long would be really great next to Rodney Hudson. I mean, if you would have sat there today and said to Ian Rappaport, is Rodney Hudson going to be there by the JT, the Brick Show at noon? Ian Rappaport would have said, unequivocally, I'll bet everything I have in life that Rodney Hudson will be there. If you asked Adam Schefter, who knows me well, would have said the same thing. Jay Glazer, who I worked with for 17 years, would have said, yeah, JT, by the time you go on the air at noon, Rodney Hudson will be there. No one had it. No one had it. Odell Beckham Jr. just broke the Internet. He just tweeted out, God, thank you for clarity. Odell Beckham Jr., 14 minutes, second act. Odell Beckham Jr. believes he's on the move or something's happening. That's a developing story that we'll keep an eye on before I get out of here. How good would that be? Witch Doctor in Vegas on 920. Hello. Hey, I just wanted to uh, mention with regards to Rodney Hudson, Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't want to jump to too many conclusions. Yes. Uh, they tried to, the organization tried to restructure the contract, and you know he wasn't having it. And so I think the organization did him a solid because he probably asked not to be traded and go where he might be unhappy with, and just simply be released is what happens with someone you know, who you highly respect and was really good to the team. And so, you know, they they probably did him a solid, released him. That way, if he does get Mm -hmm. picked up, he can go, you know, uh, where he's probably comfortable and happy with. He should be – whoa, 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 whoa. He should be comfortable and happy in Vegas with the Raiders. Okay, he signed contracts. He knows the money he's getting. His agent is aware of the Raiders' cap. Everybody knows if Rodney was asked to do something and he wasn't comfortable with it, I I get where Rodney is. I never talk about a man's money who I have to deal with. Your money, my money, 
So if he made a financial decision, the Raiders had to do it, but it's just a dramatic, dramatic gut punch financial decision for the organization and for the team and to not get any value. Not get, If you would have told me who's the one player other than Derek Carr, because Derek Carr and the rumors have been, right, Carr for Russell Wilson, Carr straight up to Sean Watson. I never believed in it. But if you told me who's the one player who won't leave because of a cap hit or the cap, I would have said Rodney Hudson. And I would have got it wrong. Yes. Yeah, we all would have got it wrong. I mean, if I put out a survey or a poll question and said, which Raider player do you think will be gone? No one would have even clicked on the Rodney Hudson box. I wouldn't even have put it on a poll question. That's why I don't do that crap. Because Rodney was supposed to be here for a while and something happened. Something happened with Rodney, his agent, and the organization, and the cap, and it's a business move. And it's a really tough business move to get some clarity with without talking to Mike Mayock, John Gruden, as Vic Tafer, Paul Gutierrez, and Vinny Bonsignor are hunting this story down. And we'll just wait to see how it develops. Thanks for the call. 702-365-9200. You know, there was when Rodney got the Commitment to Excellence Award in Oakland a few years ago. I don't know, the exact, three years ago probably. And we were in the back room, and he was taking pictures and doing photos. And we sat down and did an interview for TV for Raiders Television. And he got up, and I went to shake his hand, and he hugged me. And he said, this is a big night. I appreciate you doing this because, you know, I fly up. I go up there. The... Booster Club brings me up there, which I really appreciate it. I get a room at the Hilton. We call it Raider Prom. It's called Raider Prom because all the Raider fans dress up like it's the prom. It's a big night. And then we raise money for Rodney's charity. And it was a special moment for me and Rodney. I don't know him well. But that night he was very he was very nice to me knowing that I left Vegas to fly up there to MC this event for him. And his wife and everybody was there. Then he won it the next year and he couldn't make it. And he did it virtually, and the coaches came in the organization. Those are important moments for me in my life and my career, to make that connection. And we had Rodney on last year, put him on the podcast, and he's always been a gentleman. I wish him nothing but the best. Good man. He's gone on to great things already, and he'll continue to do that. He's a good man. We should all wish him well. Maui Raider, you're up next. How are you? Good, JT. Uh, Just a quick little snippet for me for Raider Nation. Deep breath, relax, it's going to work out. We had the most expensive offensive line about three or four years ago. Uh, These guys haven't played together in forever. I have faith in the fact that Tom Cable is going to be able to put together a front line that's going to maintain and get us through it. It's a gut punch. You said it perfectly. But at the end of the day, I trust Tom Cable's ability to, to put together an offensive line that's functional. And I think something big is coming. Um, we don't know the details yet about Rodney Hudson, but uh, his character is, is unblemished, and I, I, I don't point anything towards him personally. Thank him for his service, and we move on. But I have a feeling something big is coming, and we couldn't avoid the Rodney Hudson, Hudson situation. Everyone needs to chill. Yeah, that's a way of looking that's at it. Thanks for the call. Yeah, appreciate it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I sensed and I knew, you know, I knew a little bit that they were going after Yannick Ngakwe. That's why I've been beating the drum on that on this show for a long time. If you figured that out, uh, Ngakwe was the guy I think they had their radar on. Uh, I know why they were doing that move and why they want him in that mix with Gus Bradley. But 
it was a gut bunch and hit everybody about Rodney Hudson being gone. Everybody knows that. And there'll be an explanation for it. Replacing a center, it's not like replacing a quarterback. But I don't want to go down that road with Rodney because I think Rodney was the most valuable center in the league. I remember tweeting about Pouncey. Pouncey getting all pro and not Hudson and saying, what are they looking at? What film are they looking at when they look at Pouncey compared to Hudson? And then the pro football focus guys love him. The guy's a great player. And the Raiders did this. This was a really tough, tough business decision inside the new headquarters in Henderson. This one hurt. And they're doing it for a reason, and the explanation will come. Mike in the Bay Area on Raider Nation Radio. Hello, Mike. Hey, JT. How you doing, man? Good, thank you. Listen, miss you, miss you in the Bay Area here, so I'm just calling in via the app here. But listen, um, a lot of negativity. I, I mean, listen, I, I, I'm sad to see Rod, Rodney go. He was uh, stalwart and a great player. But, you know, we signed Njoku. I can never say that guy's mm. name. Um, the rotational aspect of moving Farrell inside and, and David Irving being back and healthy, um, you know, this team isn't that far away. And, and we're going to see a glutton of free agents available uh, in a couple weeks here when things shake out. Um, we've got the draft upcoming. If you put Davion Nixon or, or Christian Barmore in the middle there, mm. I mean, you're, you're talking about a pretty dominant front four. And we're just a couple pieces away. I, I just I hate the negativity here, but, uh, um, you know, long way to go, man, off season, And uh, I, I still believe in Mega Hawk and Gruden. That's it, buddy. Yeah, thank you. I mean, there's a lot of people I talk to that believe in Gruden, no doubt about it, and they think that Gruden will get this right. And he's the right guy for the job. I'm one of them. I, I will be there for that. Say what you will about it. I could care less. I got Gruden's back, and I'm sure this one's hurting Gruden a lot. I know his passion. I know he wants to win. And I know there's going to be some really big decisions coming up there. I like the callers, the last couple of callers who've talked about this. I think there's something big coming. I knew Ngakwe was big. That came. I was hoping Kyle Long was that too. Because Kyle Long, along with Colt Miller and James at center, seems like the direction they want to go in. But he walked out of the building. I think they're going to get a safety and free agency. And I hope they go... I hope now, because they have to concentrate on the offensive line, that Aguilar's gone. I think they're going to get a big receiver. I know that they're hunting down a receiver. And it's been awful quiet today around the league. You know, this is day two. Day one, a wave of players went. And now what happens is the market resets. The market resets, and a lot of players who thought they were going to get that free money, the big money if they didn't get it from the Patriots, or waiting for a phone call. And the Raiders are one of those teams looking at all these players. Jeff Stoneback will join us from the MGM, BetMGM, on a couple of the moving odds coming up for the tournament next and more of your phone calls. Brought to you by MeetupVegas.com. And Jones goes in motion. He'll double back a circle run, and they're going to throw it to him. He's got double pass. He's got Aguilar wide open. He's got it inside the 10-yard line. The godfather, Brent Musburger, on the call. JT, back with you. Through my friend Scotty Gertner, I'm proud to introduce and welcome in the director of trading at BetMGM and the MGM Resorts book. How about this? Uh, Jeff Stoneback, kind enough to join us. Jeff, how are you? I'm doing Great good. Great to have you on. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, JT. 
Tell us about this. This is an exciting time with Vegas opening up, the sports books underneath you opening up, and now the NCAA tournament coming off the conference tournaments. What have you noticed about the handle early on? Well, the, the handle for all sports since we opened up uh, back in uh, June has been uh, great. Uh, you know, obviously it's been kind of the only entertainment. There's no shows or uh, um, concerts or anything to go to. So sports betting has been big. And then obviously, you know, we're very excited. This was the first event that uh, basically got uh, canceled, a large event. And uh, we've gone full circle. We've had the World Series, NBA Championship, Stanley Cup. And uh, now we're having the uh, NC2A tournament. So, uh, you know, everybody's excited about it. Uh, we're expecting a uh, large crowd this uh, uh, week. And uh, it's a uh, it's a very exciting times. Tell us about BetMGM coming into this space with the app, especially as, you know, your customers are able to do it on property or with the app in the state of Nevada and the growth you've seen. Yeah, um, actually, and uh, speaking about the app, it's going to be uh, real important for our guests, uh, this uh, tournament that come here to Las Vegas being uh, – you know, we still can't have a full occupancy in our sports books. Uh, you know, Super Bowl, we were at 25% occupancy. As of uh, Monday, we can have a 50% occupancy. So, um, you know, there's not going to be as, uh, there's going to be half the people that we've got in our uh, books that, uh, that we've had in uh, previous years, but you know, with the uh, the app, you don't have to be in the book. And uh, to help uh, alleviate the uh, seating problem and everything, whatever uh, we've done here for our nine properties here in uh, Las Vegas is uh, we've actually got uh, 52 uh, places where we're going to have uh, viewing options uh, spread out around the hotel. So uh, you know, we want uh, everybody to have a seat. But uh, yeah, I mean, you just come into the book one time, uh, bet on, uh, uh, open up the app, and uh, you don't even need to come back into the book. You can uh, link it to your bank account, fund it, make what draws there so you know and uh, and it's always very crowded here in the uh, mm-hmm. uh, during March Madness so you know you don't have to stand uh, uh, 40 deep in line uh, to wait make a bet it's right there at your fingertips and and then you know with the uh, app too you've got uh, more betting options you've got the uh, live wagering so when, once the games are in uh, progress uh, you know you can uh, bet it as uh, as it's in progress and you know there's some, some fun props on there too uh, one of the props that we've always had uh, has been the first to 15 that we've done uh, but uh, now, you know, we've got the app, so the in-game uh, we'll have, like, first to 20 for uh, each team, and then once the team hits uh, 20 points, it will go to the next one to 40 and then the next one to 60. So those are always very popular. The people uh, really like those. And, and what's even better with the, the in-game, I mean, that first to 20, you get a team that goes up 4-0, the odds will fluctuate there. So, you know, mm-hmm. you can get a better price or do some hedging. You might be able to take a uh, plus uh, money uh, before the game starts and then uh, – get some plus money uh, once they're uh, 10 points into the game. So uh, the app is, uh, you know, a, a big part of uh, all sports betting, uh, book betting operations now. Jeff Stone back kind enough to join us, director of trading for BetMGM and MGM Resort. So when you're betting the tournament, I call it the fraternal order of the men of khaki pants. Guys come in from all over the country. They fly in. They f- flock to the book. They try to get their seat. You, we talked about the app. And they just want to bet on every game, which is encouraging. You want to bet, do whatever you want. But the sharp bettors are really looking at some of these games. And I see Baylor opens up a 25-point favorite against Hartford. Now it moves to 26. It's very unique now in the tournament how tight some of these games are. Pick them one point, and then you have these. 16-1 games where the spread is all over the place and also some of your customers want to parlay some of those games. Oh yeah, uh, the uh, 
March Madness crowd is much different than the uh, Super Bowl crowd. We, uh, you know, the Super Bowl people come in. Obviously, uh, they like to bet the props and everything. But there's some very large wagers that come in for the Super Bowl. So uh, we like to say that the uh, March Madness crowd is a uh, 16 parlay and a beer drinking uh, crowd. It's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, totally different. Uh, there's a, uh, you know, it's during spring break. You got a lot of college kids here too. And uh, but uh, you know, what's different? Uh, you, you, like you said, that uh, those uh, we've got point spreads of uh, 25, 26 points now. Uh, it's this is how the game of basketball, uh, college basketball, has changed over the years. You know, I've been in it for uh, uh, 35 years. Uh, I hate to say it, it makes me an old man, but uh, um, you know, uh, back in the day, there used to be 35-point spreads, and uh, these teams, mm-hmm. uh, there, there was so much uh, more uh, disparity between the teams. And you know, now you've got a, uh, you know, you've got a six or a five versus a 12. That infamous five versus 12, where the uh, 12 seem to uh, do pretty well. I mean. And your your spreads on those are around seven points. Uh, so um, it's uh, you know there's the, the the lines right now they haven't moved too much. Uh, when the public comes in, um, you know they uh, drive up to, uh, usually one way. So the professionals, you know, they've been uh, going back and forth with the game so far. But uh, the uh, the all the action is going to start Thursday night when people start rolling in, and then those lines will be moving when the public starts betting them. I'm assuming you have liability against Gonzaga. They're a smaller market team, but they've been brewing to win this thing for a while. Is the handle pretty heavy on Gonzaga? Yeah, actually, Gonzaga to win the tournament is a loser for us. We've got a couple of the uh, teams that have uh, legitimate shots to win the tournament that are, are losers. Uh, Gonzaga, Houston, and uh, Michigan are three teams mm-hmm. uh, where we, uh, uh, right now, if the tournament tipped off, we would be a loser. But it's amazing how much of the uh, uh, total handle on the uh, to win it all comes in on this last week. So, you know, we probably will write about 50% uh, of our uh, total pool just in this uh, week alone. Uh, you know, everybody comes to town and, uh, uh, you know, uh, everybody makes a bet uh, to win it all. Mm. So, uh, you know, it's funny because uh, once this tournament tips off, like I said, we've got those three losers. I know uh, one of them will probably still be a loser, but uh, the other two, mm. Gonzaga and Houston, uh, will probably end up uh, get, digging out of that hole and uh, being a winner on uh, um, both of those teams. Uh, Michigan will still probably still be a loser, but, uh, yeah, there's a lot of money still to come in on this uh, tournament to win it all, even though it's been up for a year. Hey, Jeff, finally, a last one on the Patriots with the NFL. The Patriots, they just rebuilt a brand-new football team in two days, and I mean literally. They added two tight ends, two receivers. Uh, They loaded up even on defense here. Do you ever typically see line movements and future odds all for free agency? Because I know the draft doesn't move the needle that much other than quarterback in Jacksonville, assuming Trevor Lawrence. But anything in free agency with the NFL you want to share? Well, it's kind of like the regular season, too. It's the uh, the, the marquee players, you know, you build mm-hmm. a, a good offensive line or a, uh, the uh, you get some good uh, safeties. It doesn't really move the needle too much on the futures, but you get, uh, obviously, like last year when uh, Brady uh, switches over to Tampa Bay, everybody's right. betting uh, Tampa. So uh, let's say if Russell Wilson gets uh, traded to the Bears or the Saints, uh, that'll uh, definitely move the needle there, and everybody will start betting that. So, you know, the uh, general public really doesn't pay uh, a whole lot of attention uh, to the uh, um, the the nuts and bolts of the team, you know. Uh, but uh, if they get uh, those marquee players, like especially a quarterback, that's when it uh, really will move the needle. And uh, you know, uh, you, it, it's a flood of money, just like uh, Tampa last year. No, everybody was betting Tampa. It didn't matter uh, what the odds were. They, you know, were bet back in Brady. So if, like I said, if Russell Wilson gets traded, I'm sure that team will uh, uh, take a, a ton of money. Absolutely, Jeff. Thanks for joining us, telling us about the BetMGM app. Uh, good luck with the tournament. I'll see you at the property. Thanks. Thanks for having me. You got it. Uh, Jeff Stoneback. Appreciate him coming on. Another 
uh, co- you know, when we're talking college basketball, I know the Rodney Hudson move, move is a big one today, but Danny Manning on talking to Jeff about the odds and the moving odds of the tournament is something we're still going to talk about. We'll get to your phone calls and we'll continue here. 702-365-9200 on the breaking news today. Rodney Hudson is gone. Steven in New Orleans. Appreciate you listening on the Raiders app on the flagship. Hello, Steven. Hey, JT. Good listening to the show. I've enjoyed you for probably 20-some-odd years now. Long-time Raider fan. Now, I'm going to tell you, I was listening to Raider Nation Radio today on the Rich Eisen Show, mm-hmm. and Michael Lombardi said that Rodney Jackson was going to be right. getting released. And I really thought he had just made a mistake thinking Gabe Jackson. It was like I, I just blew it off. But um, Lombardi knew something about it. And, you know, I'll never forget that these players are human beings. We don't know that something in Rodney's personal life, his wife maybe wants to move back east or something like that. And just like any other employee, if they can get a chance to live where they want to live for personal reasons, I don't hold that against them. Rodney was a great Raider, did a lot of great things. I wish we'd have won more for him. But, um, you know, I, I've been a Raider fan. The only time I left the Raiders was when Al traded Kenny Stabler. I left for about... 10 months, and then the, the Raiders beat the Oilers' ass in the wild card game and went on to win the Super Bowl, and I've never left since. So I'm going to trust that they get it right. I can't wait for the great winning again, and I'm excited, and I enjoy the show. Thank you. Appreciate it. From New Orleans, one of my favorite cities. And my wife, who's traveled a lot, and we've been married 20 years, we've never been to New Orleans together, and we're looking to get there as the country is opening up again. It's a city I love. I love going with the Raiders to New Orleans and the Raider Nation. We've had some good times in that city. And, look, the voice of reason, you know, I was going through this this experience with the Raiders. This was a big deal, the launch of a flagship station that I'm playing a role in on the air. And I wanted to work really well because I was on all the other flagships that kind of worked well, big ratings, good shows, big events. But the partners were never good because the partners never respected the Raiders. Now we have this new partnership, which is led by the Raiders in a brand-new market, and we want it to work well. And on days like today, everybody says, oh, man, this is great, JT, for the radio show. Man, the ratings go up. More people download the show. More people listen. But if it takes Rodney Hudson leaving to get more people streaming the show, I could care less. I want Rodney Hudson to be here. So on a day like today, I'm always prepared. If you listen, I'm prepared. I might not get everything right, but I'm prepped because I'm on the radio nonstop. And this one hit us hard because no one knew in the industry that this happened. And when the news broke, it happened right before the show, and I think we handled it well. The calls have been great. Everybody's got opinions, and we'll wrap it up with that on the other side. Your initial thoughts on what the Raiders are doing in free agency. Because I was thrilled with Yannick Ngakwe, and I'm, ashamed, I'm bummed that we didn't talk a lot about Yannick Ngakwe, hopefully we get him on when the contracts are made official tomorrow and we'll get a good shot at talking to Yannick Ngakwe and welcome him here. And then we'll see what happens. There's a lot of players out there that haven't moved today, which I'm also surprised by. I thought there'd be a lot of big names out there. We'll reset with some of the new moves that were made so far as we continue. On the draw against Marsha, so they get it out, and here comes a breakaway. Flurry made a diving play to knock it off the stick of Kane, and no shot on goal. Vegas clears the zone. Can't tell you, you know, how important it was uh, 
that he was our best player tonight. I mean, that first period, we could have been down by a couple. And, uh, you know, he, he allowed us to, uh, to, work, to work our way into that game. And for the oldest guy on the ice, uh, you know, to have that type of energy, that's pretty impressive. Marc-Andre Fleury was amazing last night. JT, as we wrap it up on Raider Nation Radio, right here on 9.20 a.m. Thanks for all the phone calls today, but they were going to come on the release of Marc-Andre Fleury. Excuse me, the release of Rodney Hudson. Save that for a promo, Bobby. I have Rodney Hudson on the brain as I'm tweeting and trying to host the show and do all that. So Rodney Hudson, uh, let's wish him the best on wherever he ends up. It seems like Arizona... Uh, Arizona seems to be the team that seems to be needing a center of that caliber. That's a pretty good team, so I wouldn't be shocked if he ended up there. I wouldn't be shocked if, you know, look, there's a lot of teams that have a good center or a decent center, but not like Rodney Hudson. And uh, earlier this morning, only three hours ago, I tweeted out, very interested with the results of the Kyle Long workout with the Raiders going down now. If he gets a full clear... He's an impact lineman who can have a huge impact returning to the league. His skill set is release. His skill set is elite. He would be incredible next to Rodney Hudson. Well, I've gotten slaughtered for that because Rodney's gone. So I just backed up this old take exposed by talking about it for two hours on the flagship. Not many can say this. It feels liberating. So let's get that out of the way. Send that tweet out. <laughs> and uh, Wow. Interesting day today. Breaking news, LeBron James has become part owner of the Boston Red Sox. He joins Fenway Sports Group as a partner. According to ESPN, LeBron James becoming part owner of the Boston Red Sox in that Fenway group that owns several other sports teams. That is a big deal. Ryan Fitzpatrick, who threw the miracle pass to beat the Raiders, in Allegiant Stadium right in front of me, which pretty much knocked the Raiders out mathematically of the playoffs and caused them to go 8-8. Eight eight. Ryan Fitzpatrick is now the new quarterback for the Washington football team. I think that's a really good move. That's a really good move for them as they get ready and they want to do some big things, and that's a quarterback that can do really well. And Paul Gutierrez uh, put up his column at ESPN on Rodney Hudson a little while ago. According to Paul Gutierrez, the release of Rodney Hudson Wednesday, the first day of the new league, the source told Adam Schefter, the move continues to dismantle what has been one of the most expensive units on the team as the Raiders agree to trade right tackle Trent Brown to New England Patriots, release left guard Richie Incognito last week. The Raiders are also reportedly set to release right guard Gabe Jackson. Hudson, who turns 32 in July, signed a three-year $33.4 million extension with $24.4 million guaranteed. On August 30th, 2019, which made him the highest-paid center in the NFL, he restructured his contract for cap purposes last summer. Per ESPN's Dan Graziano, $3.5 million of Hudson's $9.55 million salary for this year was guaranteed, giving the Raiders a $6.05 million savings in cash this year, $10.5 million in cash next year. But in terms of salary cap, 
Las Vegas will take a cap hit of nearly $2 million unless the Raiders designate him as a post-June 1st cut. Cutting Hudson now would incur $15.614 million in dead money, higher than his salary cap number. So that's where we're at here. Hudson, a four-time winner of the team's Commitment to Excellence Award, as voted by his teammates, has been solid, if not spectacular, by standards set from the Raiders since becoming a free agent in 2015, four seasons with Kansas City. Now, here's what they say here, which is interesting to me. Andre James, an undrafted free agent out of UCLA in 2019, started one game for Hudson as a rookie. The only game Hudson missed for the Raiders and would appear to be Hudson's replacement going forward. Meanwhile, guard Kyle Long, who's one year out of retirement, worked out for the Raiders earlier today. That was one hell of a radio show. And all of it was based on Rodney Hudson leaving, which is unfortunate. Thanks to Danny Manning, who also joined us. We really appreciate that. He was a lot of fun to talk to. Really cool to talk to a guy like that, especially in the month of March, which was fantastic. And also, thanks to Scott Gertner for setting up Jeff Stoneback from BetMGM. I'm sure Vinny Bonsignor is going to have a lot of new information. Uh, Vinny will come on on 4 at 4 o'clock. Vinny's going to join us tomorrow also. That's it. Thanks for listening. Thanks to all of our partners. We had a busy day today. I think I might jump in the pool and get to my bucket of Modelo's a little bit earlier in the week. Have a good day, you guys.